Well, I'm assuming you didn't expect this today, but I figured I had a lot on my mind. You might want a little bit of a break at some point, and we got a pretty big Suns game tonight. So I figured, why not? And I'm downstairs away from the mother-in-law, so that's good too. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever it is that you've decided to make Doug Franz unplugged a part of your day, my family greatly appreciates it. My name is Doug Franz, and you have found the only podcast in the world totally devoted to the coverage of the four major sports franchises of one great American city that drops on your phone every weekday morning. We also cover ASU, U of A, GCU, the Rattlers, the Rising, and the Merck. This is Doug Franz Unplugged, presented by Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. Well, of course... First and foremost, to anyone that is Christian, Merry Christmas. Hopefully everything's going well for you today. And that's really why I've decided to sit down for just a quick minute and spend a little bit of time with you is to say Merry Christmas. And from all of us in the Franz family, we just want to say thank you. Without your support over the last two years, I I would have moved my family by now or uh, or been working in a job that I really didn't want. And I don't know where my life would be without your support and listening to Doug Franz unplugged with the loyalty that you have done for the last two years. So as 2023 comes to a close, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody and uh, and to say Merry Christmas to everyone in your family. And for those of you that uh, that might be Jewish or Islamic, I, I hope that I, I want to say thank you for the respect that you show people that are Christian on days like this for for our religion. And, uh, and I pray that you receive the same peace and respect on, on days of celebration for your religion. Um, for me, uh, it's, uh, Christmas is always, always very, very special. I, but, it's, but it's mostly special because of the memories. Um, going up to my grandparents' house on Christmas Eve, opening presents, having a great meal, and then um, we would all go to midnight mass on, on Christmas Eve night together and then we drive back home to my parents house get up christmas morning open presents play like crazy then my mother's side of the family would be next and we would drive up to there to to my grandparents on my mother's side and and have christmas day and have another meal so i just remember the food and the memories and the games and uh, and just playing games man i used to always get board games because i loved competition so that was always cool to get a new board game and figure it out and and I don't know what Christmas means to you, but it's interesting now for my family, it's kind of different. And I didn't realize as a parent, sometimes there's beauty in not necessarily having a tradition or having a tradition that that you don't expect to have. And that is for years and years, our family would always fly back to Ohio for Christmas. And that became the norm. So my kids think that's what you do. So we would always have a Christmas, what we called Christmas with the Franzes, on the last Saturday morning before we left for Ohio. And then we would do that and uh, an open presence as our own little Christmas day. Then 
we would fly to Ohio and have Christmas Eve with my father's side, Christmas Day with Jennifer's side of the family, spend some a little bit of time in Ohio with friends and family. And then when we came home, it was always a Christmas miracle that as we walked into the house, the girls found presents under the tree from Santa because Santa stopped by while we were gone. And that was exciting to then have another Christmas, you know, on basically December 29th or whenever it was we were coming home that year. But obviously, as as time has moved on and the weather is just so wonderful, we uh, we stay home in Arizona an awful lot more. And I go to the wigwam for golf. Uh, I'm not. I haven't gone to Whirlwind yet for Christmas, but I'm certainly planning on playing out there once or twice before I get back at it for the hardcore Doug Franz Unplugged, which will return coming up on January 2nd. But I plan on still doing podcasting from home from time to time and uh, and, and filling up this week. Never any production, so there'll be pretty uh, laid back conversations between the two of us and the podcast obviously won't be two hours. It'll just be 15, 20 minutes at a time uh, of talking about a couple things, but spending some some time with you and just saying number one today on Christmas day, just wanted to say thank you and, and Merry Christmas. That's the most important thing to me. Um, of course I should talk about uh, a little bit about what I saw yesterday and, uh, and, and the Cardinals game, and I'm going to do that next. Thanks for watching. I shouldn't say what. See, I'm actually gotten used to saying watching from WTSMTV.com after all the times that I was just uh, audio only. And this is an audio only version of the podcast. So coming up next, let's spend a little bit of time talking Cardinals and Bears on Doug Franz Unplugged, presented by Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. Jackpot Unplugged Army, I feel like a true commander-in-chief to be able to give you such an unprecedented savings. Go to Unplugged at Whirlwind.com and check out the new membership club from Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass, Whirlwind Plus. Here's what you get. You sign up for a tee time anytime between now and five days from now, and you can save anywhere from a minimum of 30% up to 60% off plus 15% off at Civlik, the restaurant, and another 15% off in the pro shop. I'm telling you, you walk into the pro shop, get bowls, a shirt, and a hat. You walk over for happy hour with your wife. You might pay for your monthly membership right then and there. It's $34 a month, cancel anytime. Or if you want to save even more, because that equals out to a little more than $400, you can get it for only $299 a year. Whirlwind Plus at Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. Go to unpluggedatwhirlwind.com and feel the wind. I'm Janelle, General Manager of Bell's Nashville Kitchen, a.k.a. the Whiskey Wizard. Bell's isn't your typical country bar with mediocre bar food. We are a scratch kitchen with chef-inspired dishes in the only place you can get the best sandwich in all of Arizona, our Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Now, the drinks. I spend days infusing our own whiskey creations. Come in for Whiskey Wednesdays to learn about and drink our famous whiskey selection. We have live music most days and all weekend as part of our honky-tonk brunch. Bell's Nashville Kitchen on Main Street in Old Town Scottsdale. You found home, down home. My opinions on the Cardinals yesterday are really kind of simple. The Cardinals aren't very good. The Bears aren't very good. 
but I have to get over one thing, and it's a question that I, I didn't think I'd have to answer. And that question is, who's a better quarterback, Justin Fields or Kyler Murray? I can't even believe I'm going there. Like, I I think I'm harder on Kyler Murray than just about any other member of the media. I don't say that as a badge of honor because you're the one that has to make the decision on whether or not you respect that, whether you think, wow, you know an awful lot about the game. I appreciate the way you stick your neck out and, and say things that nobody else is saying. However, there are plenty of people in in the phoenix media that are knowledgeable football people that disagree with me and i would hope that you respect their opinion too so it's kind of twofold on where you want to go in the kyler murray conversation i will never back down that i was 100 percent right on not signing him to a contract extension i think that is you know proven proven positive and unless you work for a, a station that's rooting against me or something you're not you, you you really have no ground to stand on on that decision because look how little he is given for how much he takes up salary cap wise and as i always said the reason for that was the marie manifesto and the belief of what the uh you were going to have to pay him if you tried to franchise him i would have traded him as soon as the marie manifesto from his agent came out i would have said this guy is is dwelling on himself. We don't have time for him. Move on. And the Cardinals didn't listen, and now they're in a spot where they're still wondering whether or not he's the future. Now, when we discuss this, I, I think it's almost easier to keep him because you're talking about a $40 million cap hit if you cut him. If you cut him going into, or even trade him, it's both, going into the 2024 season, You've got to take $40 million off your salary cap. So you are completely handcuffed once again. What do you do? The better thing financially is to cut him going into the 2025 season. And even that isn't pleasant. So you've got to evaluate the quarterbacks in the 2024 draft. Do you believe one of them? is better suited to win you games and really be a Super Bowl quarterback because that's the thing. Kyler Murray is not a disaster. He's not the worst quarterback in the NFL. But to me, he's average. Now, I'm not saying the things he can do with his legs, the dynamic plays, some of the arm talent, some of those things, yeah, those things are dynamic. But do you want to win a Super Bowl? And to me, that young man cannot win you a Super Bowl unless you have an unbelievably gifted team all around him. That's the only way to me you can do that. And I don't think he's that guy. But if you cut him and give up on him, okay, then where are you at necessarily? So because of that, I look at yesterday's game and I'm kind of focused on then how little impressive it was that hardly anybody's open. The only guy that seemed to be open in that game was Cole Komet, okay? And yet I give a lot of credit to Justin Fields for how he was able to find him. But so many plays yesterday, Justin Fields and Kyler Murray didn't have a lot of options. Now let's compare what Justin Fields did about it and what Kyler Murray did about it. 
do you really think Justin Fields is a better runner than Kyler Murray? Do you really think he's faster than Kyler Murray? Do you think he's quicker than Kyler Murray? Do you think he has better vision than Kyler Murray? I don't think any of those things. I think Kyler's better at all of those things than Justin Fields. Yet when you watch the game, how can I possibly be proven right? I can't. So that's why I'm digging a little deeper. Does Kyler Murray not want to run? Is Kyler Murray afraid of getting hurt? Is Kyler Murray afraid with his size that he's not going to be able to survive the game? Does he not want to win bad enough to subject his body to that pain? What is it? I mean, to me, it's got to be one or the other. Either Justin Fields is 400 light years ahead of Kyler Murray as a runner. Or, and, and therefore Kyler's not that good as a runner. Or, it's a case where Kyler doesn't want to do that. And if he doesn't want to do that, how effective is he? And I'm being totally serious when I ask you this question. With what you know right now, would you rather have Kyler Murray or Justin Fields? If we are comparing the two quarterbacks and their skill at the game, I would 100% take Kyler Murray. Not even, I wouldn't even think about it. But here's a crazy question. Who do you think in their current state of mind gives the team a better chance to win? I would say the answer to that is Justin Fields. I mean, if Justin Fields, let's just switch quarterbacks. Let, let's pretend to make a trade yesterday. Justin Fields traded for Kyler Murray. So Justin Fields plays with all Cardinals players. Kyler Murray plays with all Chicago players. Who wins the game? I think the Cardinals led by Justin Fields does. And I'm not even remotely trying to argue that Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Kyler Murray. I don't think he is. But I think in his mindset, of being more aggressive, being willing to take a hit, and therefore less afraid to run with the football, that makes him a quarterback that you can win with right now. Now, I don't think Justin Fields is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I'm not saying go get Justin Fields for 2024. Now, maybe it's not that bad of an idea. You get Justin Fields, and then you still draft a quarterback to learn the game for a year and Justin Fields is a stopgap, something like that, or you do a Baker Mayfield for a year, in no way am I trying to sell you on any of these guys. But it was this was just another example yesterday that Kyler's not the guy. And let me be clear, last night was, yesterday was not Kyler's fault. I mean, I was appalled when James Conner left the backfield on a third down conversion attempt very early in the game. I think it was the, the first drive. And, and he got open in the middle of the field, but he was the check down and the pressure's coming and Kyler couldn't throw it to him. You might have seen the game and the color analyst, Mark Sanchez, is saying, hey, the ball's got to come here and he's kind of getting on Kyler to not throw him the ball. The truth is, where was Kyler going to throw it? Is he going to hit Connor in the ear hole? Connor didn't get to his spot, hustle to that spot and get his head around and get ready. When Kyler was ready to throw the ball, James Connor didn't even have his head turned. That's not on Kyler. Were there a lot of plays for Kyler to make yesterday? I don't think so. 
I don't think he played bad, but he couldn't make plays where Justin Fields could. And I have to I have to ask the question, how come? The numbers, now we know why this team lost. The team lost because the defense was horrendous. Herbert had 100 yards rushing. Komet had 100 yards receiving. Justin Fields almost had 100 yards rushing. Overall, the difference was 250 to 93. That's the rushing yardage total. That's not only atrocious. I kind of stared on Jonathan Gannon for a minute. I'm not going to say I'm already tired of Drew Petzing, the offensive coordinator. But I do ask this question. How has this man not figured out James Conner is the best weapon you have? Kyler Murray's legs are the best weapon you have. Use them. James Conner averaged 13 yards a carry. Hand him the ball first down. Hand him the ball first down. He averaged 13 yards a carry. He carried the ball five times. Five times. Now, a lot of people like to make excuses and say, well, the game got out of hand. Well, we had to throw the ball to catch up. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. The game really didn't get out of hand. And it didn't matter if it was getting out of hand. You couldn't do anything else. It's a bad game plan. Bad game plan to not use a lot more James Conner and to be able to get them in better down and distance. Now, I'm not really blaming Kyler for not converting third and long, second and long, some of the plays after penalties, things like that. I'm looking at, do you notice a lot of fans will look at him drop back and then they'll go, oh, he got sacked. The offensive line didn't protect him. Listen, it's the offensive line's fault if you aren't able to get your back foot planted and step forward. If, they're, if you're already being chased. But how many times did you see Kyler Murray drop back, get planted, then the rush comes? That comes to the phrase that you've heard me say all the time, pre-snap read, post-snap validation. Kyler drops back and then tries to figure out where he's going to go with the football and who's going to be open. A good quarterback already knows who's going to be open by the original drop back. Maybe it doesn't end up happening. Maybe the guy falls. Maybe the guy doesn't run a good route. But you know by the coverage where you're expecting to go with the football. Kyler doesn't know that. So he's got to go back and look around. And this offensive line is not strong enough for him to be able to do that. It's also a run-blocking offensive line. They got burly guys that that run through people. So why isn't James Conner getting the ball? The reason why I called out Jonathan Gannon for this, and even though he's not the offensive coordinator, at some point as the head coach, you've got to look at your OC and say, run the ball and take it over yourself. That doesn't mean you take over play calling. That means you say, run the ball. I want more runs. And so this was more of a coaching loss when you look at the atrocities of the Cardinals' defense and the terrible decision-making on offense to not run the ball more. But is Kyler culpable? Absolutely he is. Absolutely, in my opinion. Two games left. I told you at the beginning of the year there's no way they win five games, and I didn't even think they'd win four games. So we'll see if I'm right with them having three wins and where they end up in the draft, and then that's really when the se- this season for the Cardinals starts in the offseason of when things get going. Okay, coming up next. 
I want to give you uh, a little bit about Suns and uh, Kings from earlier in the uh, last week and a little bit on Suns Mavericks tonight. That's up next on Doug Franz Unplugged, presented by World One Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. Here is Sue Riggler talking about game day at 100 Mile Brewing Company. Game day here at 100 Mile Brewing is less than a mile away from ASU. So game day, we have the hockey game at Mullet. We've got basketball at Desert Financial, and we have football at Sun Devil Stadium. We have free parking, and you can actually even walk over. We've got a parking garage with eight floors, so we'll never run out of parking, and it's free. So it's it's always a buzz and fun to have to watch the games here. 100 Mile Brewing Company. Fresh. It never gets old. So in the Franz household, we have an air conditioning unit, an air scrubber, a reverse osmosis system, and a tankless water heater all purchased from Parker & Sons. Why? Well, number one, because we trust them. We got to know Parker & Sons about six months into living in Phoenix, and they've showed up on time, got it right the first time, and treated us great every single time. So why would we go anywhere else? The other thing I like is some of the products have even saved us money. The reverse osmosis system gives us bottle quality water from a tap. And then the tankless water heater, I can't even imagine how much money it has saved us. We never run out of hot water, even on holidays when people are coming in to visit. And it doesn't heat up water and then just let it sit in a tank. It only heats it up as we use it. So we only use the electricity when we need it. And our air scrubber takes allergens and bacteria out of the air, which has just been a dream for my wife and my youngest daughter, who have some pretty heavy allergies. Call 6022-REPAIR to learn about these products. That's 602, the number two, that R-E-P-A-I-R for Parker & Sons. Rosati Sports Pub in Chandler. It's on Ray and McQueen. Sounds like a sports bar. What's the difference? You walk in and they actually have games on TV with the sound on. How many times do you walk into a supposed sports bar and they've got loud music on or somebody playing live or some kind of trivia game going on and you're there to watch the game? If you're like me, a simple guy, give me my pizza, give me my wings, give me my cold beer and make sure I can hear the Suns and D-backs, then you want Rosati Sports Pub and Chandler. All members of the Unplugged Army, welcome. Rosati Sports Pub, give me the game. Well, obviously, the the major topic, Suns-wise, is the Eric Gordon comments. And, you know, offended certainly isn't the right word. I mean, it's not like you stepped on my family, my religion, something like that. But it really bothers me what he said. I don't understand why people in any way try to justify why it's okay for him to say that. I shouldn't even say say that. Why it's okay for him to think that. If you didn't hear about the comments, Eric Gordon complained about the lack of touches. And he says he came here to win, and scoring is what he does to help people win, to help teams win. So, therefore, part of the reason why we're not winning is because I'm not getting the ball. It amazes me to even possess that level of selfishness. And for so many members of the media to be afraid to talk about it. I mean, think about how bad the Suns were for the early years of Devin Booker. He didn't complain about anything. How many times in all of the years of the Kevin Cobbs, the Max Halls, the John um, Skelton, sorry, gosh, I couldn't remember John Skelton's name, but in, in, in those lists of quarterbacks, did you ever hear Larry Fitzgerald say, well, we're losing because I'm not getting the ball enough because they're not calling enough plays for me. Now, we all felt like that, but Larry never said it. 
the level of selfishness and, in my opinion, ignorance you have to have to even remotely think that immediately makes me not an Eric Gordon fan. I do think he's an important player. I do think you need scorers off the bench, and I think his scoring does help the Phoenix Suns. Absolutely, I do. Yet, when you look at a team that's continually giving up 30-point quarters, and then you want to argue, I need the ball more. I mean, just let just let that situation kind of sink in for a second. We don't play good defense. We don't know what we're doing in the fourth quarter. But I need the ball more. Now, I'm sure the team's going to get over it because there's no way this has never happened. And what I mean by that is you don't have a veteran like Eric Gordon, and this is the first time in his life he's complained. You had to have known what you were getting when you bring him in. I really struggle even talking about people like this. I'm the type of person, I don't want them anywhere near my team. You actually think you're that important? I've got a team with Devin Booker. I got a team with Kevin Durant. And you're worried about you getting enough shots. And like I said a second ago, you give up 30-point quarters like they're water and you think, I know, I can help the team by scoring more. I can help the team by shooting more. I'll never forget when Chris Paul was here. Chris Paul and Devin Booker used to always say the reason why they're so good near the end of the fourth quarter is because they always know exactly what they need to get to. And other teams don't know how to do that. Well, one of the things that they do is they put pressure on the other team and then the defense dictate where the ball goes. Eric Gordon is an important member of this team. It's important for Eric Gordon to have to be the, the spark plug off the bench. You need guys that can score coming off your bench. And Eric Gordon has already had some important games this year with the Suns. But here's the catch. If you're going to be mouthing off because you think the key to winning is you and you getting the ball on a team that can't play defense and can't close the fourth quarter, man, you're more of a problem than a solution. And what I really hope is that Frank Vogel stands up to this because Frank's got an issue here. This team doesn't respond to him. Like this, make no mistake, this is a player's league. It shouldn't be that way. You and I can discuss whether or not players should do what their coach says. You and I can talk about the way it should be, but just keep in mind, it isn't that way. So with the defense the Suns are playing at the end of the game, or really throughout a game, it means one of two things. Either Frank Vogel is not relaying the message well for his defense, or the players are choosing not to execute it very well. They're not paying attention enough. They're not working hard enough. And even though that reflects poorly on the players, make no mistake, it's the coach that gets blamed. I don't have my 360 with me today, but you remember what Jeff Van Gundy said. I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm saying I'm blaming you. Right now, this team is not responding to Frank Vogel, and Frank Vogel needs to figure it out and quick. And in the meantime, of trying to figure out the defensive problems, which are far and away the number one problem of this team. Now you got Eric Gordon mouthing off saying, hey, the key to us winning is me getting the ball. Notice how he never says the key to us winning is me playing better defense. The key to us winning is responding to Nurkic better when he makes the defensive callouts. Nobody says that. I want Eric Gordon on the floor late in games. 
I don't think he really does a great job of creating his own shot, but he does a good job of being a guy that spreads the floor, can hit shots as long as Booker and Durant have the ball first. But this team's problem is defense. And right now, I think another problem is Eric Gordon. All right, coming up next, I have to admit, complete and utter failure in the middle of a streak of doing pretty well on versus Vegas. And I'll talk a little bit more about this Maverick Suns game. This is Doug Franz Unplugged, presented by Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. It's big, it's juicy, it's meaty. Get your burrito at Burrito Express. If you're having a hangover, a bad day, even a good day, still get your burrito at Burrito Express. It will make you feel better. Burrito Express started with my father about... 25 years ago, he got laid off and decided that he needed to do something to provide for his family. My brother and I were older teens, 17, 18 year old. And I'm going to do a trial out of my house. So literally we decided we're going to start out of his house. So we delivered uh, menus in a square mile area, literally started delivering burritos out of our home in Mesa, Arizona. And after about a month, he said, let's do this. Went and found his first location. And believe it or not, that's how it started. We started with one location back in 1995. Now we're where we are now oh yeah well i gotta come clean it was bad so the last time i talked to you was thursday didn't really love my pick of san antonio to cover against Chicago. They were getting four and a half. But I was prepared to lose that one. But I I thought I had something. I didn't get it. Bulls crush them. 114 to 95. That's all right. Because I know I'm getting the other two right. I know that there's no way Orlando on the back end of a back-to-back flying all the way to Milwaukee when Milwaukee's just coming up from Chicago is going to be able to stay within seven points. Third quarter's over. Milwaukee has a nice nine-point lead. Okay, the spread is minus seven in Milwaukee. You're up by nine. Just just play decent defense. We're going to be okay. They totally blow the fourth quarter. They win the game, but it doesn't help me. Milwaukee wins 118-114. Now I'm 0-2. So I'm mad about that. And then... I said the Lakers are probably going to lose, but they're not going to get crushed. Minnesota's on the back end of a back-to-back long trip. Lakers will keep it close and lose, but we'll still get it right with the Lakers plus the five points. Minnesota wins by seven. Oh, my goodness. So after a pretty decent stretch, not a heater, but I was at 7-3-1 in my last 11 games. I'm starting to build a little bit, feeling good. I went 0-3. The last time we talked, dropping my little mini streak here to no streak at all, seven, six, and one, with the units being a negative in bad juice. Overall, I'm 1062, 970, and eight. I am still below 53%, which is the magic number you want to be at to be profitable. However, I'm on positive units because I'm still living off of an Alex Bregman home run in the playoffs at plus 700 and a couple Rory's, one top 10, one top five early in the golf season of 2022 that have kind of carried me. But that's really about it. Not good. Not good. All right. 
for today. I think the Mavericks are going to win, but I'm not going to pick it. I'm taking the points. I get the Mavericks plus the four and a half. That way my conscience can root for the Suns to win while still honoring you of getting it right by my head and not my heart. I do think Dallas is going to win today, though. I just don't have the courage to bet it on the money line. I think Eric Gordon-type comments do fractionalize the team. Now, these guys are such veterans. There's going to be some guys that are mad about it and can ignore it and go play, and other guys aren't going to be mad about it because they just don't care about Eric Gordon. I, I don't know. It's not. It's a big deal to me. I don't think it's a big deal to the players. But I just don't think you can have defensive problems and go into a game with Luka Doncic and act like everything's going to be okay. So that's why I'm taking the Mavericks plus the four and a half. And then I don't know when it is you're going to be listening to this, and I don't know how long it's going to take to post today. But hopefully you skipped ahead to versus Vegas if you wanted some information because I'm telling you, I think the Bucks will easily beat the Knicks at the Garden today, and therefore they're going to cover the three and a half. However, when you're watching or you're listening to Doug Franz Unplugged, the game might have tipped off already. So keep that in mind when you start listening that uh, you'll have to check it and see if I knew had any idea what I was talking about when I uh, when I recorded it. The main reason why I wanted to do a show today, however, is just to say thank you. So hopefully you enjoyed this condensed version, less than 30 minutes, in and out, no production of just kind of what I thought. But my major points are still Kyler Murray didn't play bad, but he didn't play good enough to prove he's the guy. And Justin Fields did more than he did without anybody really getting open. And that Eric Gordon, I, I just think somebody's got to call him out. Don't act like that's not selfish when you think, hey, we win because I score, when this is a team that desperately needs defense. And then I just had to bite it for being 0-3 on Thursday. I do believe, even though I'm saying this over versus Vegas music, of course, I do believe Jesus is the reason for the season. I take great pride in my religion and great pride in my love for Jesus and the gifts that God has given to me and my family. And I would love to pray for you and bestow those same gifts on you and your family. As a member of the Unplugged Army, you deserve it. Sacrifice everything you can for others and at the same time take great pride in what you can earn yourself because you live in the greatest country in the history of the world thanks to the men and women who were willing to die to give us that freedom and I am just so honored to live in this country and for those of you that are trying to celebrate Christmas without family members anywhere near you because they're off defending our country the mental anguish, the difficulty, none of us, unless we've gone through it and I have not, we will ever understand. We will never understand what you're going through. Thank you for being strong. Thank you for keeping it together. And may God grant you exactly what you want. One more hug, one more time together, and soon a Christmas where all of you are together again. Thank you so much for your family sacrifice. You are a hero as well. And please, all of us, Keep our soldiers and keep the families of those soldiers in our prayer so they can get through any of the mental anguish they're going through now and so that they can be reintroduced into society with minimal pain from what they witnessed, what they saw, and what they went through when they were away from home. That is the greatest Christmas wish that we could possibly give. And then, of course, thanks to our sponsors. Man, this year... 
I do feel like the podcast is getting better. Hopefully you do too. But thanks to Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass and Sweet Lou actually believing in us so long ago and say, you know, let's let's do this. And uh, boy, I, just to be blunt, they do so much. And I, I'm nothing if you're not stopping by and playing golf at Whirlwind or becoming a Whirlwind Plus member. Go to unpluggedatwhirlwind.com to be able to learn more. If you didn't get what you want for Christmas, do that. Get yourself a Whirlwind Plus membership. The first ever sponsorship is Mikey at Bell's Nashville Kitchen, and he also owns Rosati's, the official sports bar of Doug Franz Unplugged. He knows how much he means to this show, means to me and my family. Angel at Burrito Express believed in us very, very early on. There's seven locations across the east side. And Parker and Sons, they were the second group of people to call me after I got fired. How special is that? They reached out and said, hey, we're going to go with you wherever you go. Please call 602-2-REPAIR if there's any issues you have. That's 602, the number two, that R-E-P-A-I-R for Parker and Sons. And of course, I hate to say it, I forgot, 100 Mile Brewing Company. They're located in Tempe at the 202 Rural and Scottsdale Road, the official sponsors of Beer Friday. Have a safe and happy and a merry, merry Christmas. And hopefully, I'll try to talk to you tomorrow.